you're suddenly realizing that somewhere near the Temple of Loth, it's almost like there might be a sun rising. Okay. There seems to be some sort of light source going on that is separate from the Temple of Loth. I would be inclined to go to Sabre. We've sort of been unlikely allies in the last day. Okay. And also because I really want the concept of this horror family that's terrified to see Xantar walking toward them with a halo of death shooting everything around her. Okay. I am Okay. It's okay. Don't rush. Don't rush, Fortree. Alright, we're going to do a little test to see if you can hear them correctly now. By the way, I think you did take a mic into the bathroom once. Uh, you didn't, did you take a mic in the bathroom? I think, I think. No. No, he didn't do no. that. that would I be couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that because this mic doesn't have a long enough... Well, actually, it does have a long enough cord. I could take this thing anywhere I wanted to. <laughs> Please do not take that. <laughs> Welcome bathroom. to Awkward Experience Radio. Here I we believe. Go. I think I think you did it on um, Andrew. You took it in when during Super Number One when you went to the I, bathroom. I'm sure Number I've done one. that to him. Yeah. You have, okay. I'm sure I've done that to him. Okay, uh, you hear other voices. So does that sound okay to everyone? How do we sound? Well, we're no. showing us offline. There, are we no, online? I'm, I'm so showing online. We're good. Okay. We're online. Just. Okay, now speak, my people. Okay, one. Hello. My people. My people. I actually found a very well-mannered uh, uh, family of mice living in my beard the other day. <laughs> very nice. Glad they were polite. Oh. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. Apparently. Okay, so where were we? Um, Tinsian Dungeon Master, you were telling us what happened because we can't remember more than a week in our minds because we're like that. So what happened? What did we do last week? I don't remember. This is gonna suck for editing. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Alrighty, so going back. Let it to... ride. Yeah. Welcome to our show where we start out just like this all the time with random crap. Go ahead. So, um, last episode we oh there's Freddy. Most people don't get to actually see him. He is our co-GM. Those in the live stream will hear him purring. Those who get this afterwards, he's edited out. Sorry. I'm still a little sick, so bear with me in that I will be coughing now and then and muting awkwardly. In the last episode, the party got to get a little bit more history and mystery on the man known as Mithrin as he returns to the party. However, they also were visited, at least a mental aspect therein, by the Green Dragon, who is the Empress or deity of the Green Dragon Empire. That part isn't known. Where, uh, floor tree, sorry, the floor tree, <laughs> has floor tree. Nah, long day. Whatever. Uh, Mithrin got some green dragon bling in the form of a token or pendant. I thought it was a pendant. Okay. There it's go. a pendant. Whatever. Right. It's bling. <laughs> it's shiny. Uh, I like it. It's all good. Yep. Carl may or may not have gotten something. Who knows? The problem is, is that the party's been urged to make 
as much haste as possible to the prison because an, an escape attempt has been made. It was repelled, but apparently a large number of forces were um, used up and destroyed trying to protect reality or whatever the case may be from the prisoners. That is a big can of beverage. Wow. This is an Arnold Palmer half-and-half sweet tea pink lemonade. Yes, those are good. They're very good. Yes. Trying to keep me from coughing. Failing. And failing. (laughs) But hey, it's not fevered. Damn you, Arnold Palmer. It's hard to say that, right? Arnold Palmer? Yeah, it is. It's like a weird... Arnie Palmy. That's better. That's not better. Makes it much easier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds like some kind of act that you would do in a dark alley, but... Arnie (laughs) Palmy, only $5. Oh, um, yeah. I have a fun story about Tinder later. You're the cheapest Palmy I've ever heard of. Drink your long time. It's the Arnie Palmy. Oh. Regular (laughs) Palmies are 10 (laughs) <laughs> just, it's half I'm just imagining half. this has to do with like the crook of your elbow. But, no, uh, it does involve a three wood though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show so much. Oh, all right. I am so sorry. Glad sorry, GM. Known as Caesar and Mithrin are back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, poor Florian. We're trying to like he's like two a.m. Yeah. And we're he's just like, like we're not wasting his time. We're trying to have like witty banter. Yeah. He's just like, oh god, where's my coffee? Yeah, get he, on he, with adventure. He's the counterweight with the German sensibility. <laughs> he's like, I will say it efficiently, <laughs> damn you, so efficiently. Because you know, being in, being a German, therefore he's an engineer. Therefore, Carl, he's got twelve fucks. Only whatever we say, whatever we say, whatever we say, counterweight. At the end of the time, he's given away. Zero fucks. No fucks were given. No fucks were given. <laughs> whatsoever. It's Max Rikut. slaughter of the thing right there. Okay? Very good. Very good? Very Same good. page. Same page. Yes? Mm. Very good. What? Now back to the D&D. Yeah. There oh, go. yeah, and you're being stalked by a demonic snake box. Right. Something. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um... <laughs> By the way, we are an episode behind on the iTunes feed. That's on purpose. So you'll learn about this Monday or Tuesday. Okay, so what are you guys doing? So what we're I would do? say we should be heading towards the object of our, uh, uh, our inquiry. Hmm. Okay, are you making any sort of plans, protections, or are you just going balls to the walls? I'm going to get on this brand new badass lizard I got. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you will find that it's much like one of those um, Australian sort of lizard videos where it just kind of scrabbles along the ground. Like a thing? Yes. Can I get spinning rims on it? No. <laughs> no, but you do find that if it gets if it has a chance to get up to speed and there are some areas of the uh, um, tundra slash woodland area that are open and clear enough and long enough that um, both Carl and Mithrin, your mounts will actually go up on two legs at an angle trying to run faster, and they actually do haul some serious ass. And while we are doing that, Carl and I are high-fiving. <laughs> this is <laughs> like... <laughs> do they spit poison? Undetermined yet. Oh. Mm. Carl puts us 
arms around the neck of this lizard mount and goes, Whee! <laughs> <laughs> it's really happy. Oh, it's it's such, such a great visual image. Like, Whee! I love it. Especially since Florian's like in front of this gigantic double rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we need to do the mashup of Carl versus a Herbie video. That would be really good. Okay. That would be really good. All right. So, Mithrin, you're going long. Are you armed, by the way? Just my van braces. There's two of them. I have I have two of them like this. They're very heavy. They're spikes on the knuckles. Okay. Do you, do you do you have do you have to go into a dentist every once in a while and get them tightened up or orthodontist? Um, they're actually pretty good. Um, they actually have these little like I, I don't know if you've seen like on the fancy basketball shoes like they have the boa system where you just turn a little knob. They kind of have something like that. Okay, alrighty. So they're like basketball shoes for my arms. Very good. Yeah. I thought it could reflect bullets, like you know, do the Wonder Woman. I could try, but I'm not nearly that. Uh, um, what's the word? Agile. Agile. Yeah. Okay, before we go on, Cesar's already invented, perhaps, well, future Cesar's perhaps invented a demonic box. Do you want him to invent firearms? <laughs> Can I stop him? Think about that for just a moment. Firearms. Moving on. Yes. I. Uh, that was, yeah, that was good. Okay. <laughs> so we have one we we have Mithrin on the other one. Uh, Xanatari, you are on winter, correct? Mm-hmm. And what are you, what chaos are you causing as you're riding along? Um, I'm just pondering everything that's happened and kind of trying to keep an eye on the back of Mithrin's head. Um, all of the lizard people, we've, we've kind of been indicated that they're dead or dying, and so we have to go and reinforce this. So I guess I'm just going to be riding pretty quickly toward the objective, not really... Like, paying attention to what's behind us, necessarily. Just kind of, like, preparing for battle. Checking all okay. my stuff. Um, there is a few difficult points where uh, Winter keeps trying to go off track. Um, he's running along, but every once in a while his nose goes to the ground and he starts swerving off. Huh. Um, can I get any, like, general idea of what he's tracking? Does he have, Is he thinking about something, or is this, like, a behavior that I would know? Hmm... You haven't had him long enough to establish all full behaviors. This is like his first full-out sprint. Okay, run. so I'm going to just assume he's a puppy and just keep yanking him back on track. Um, but you have not heard a, a voice, per se, um, out of winter. You've gotten some emotional things now and then, but there's nothing right now. Okay. If he starts going, like, you know, too crazy, just do the... <laughs> I am the leader of the packs. Yeah, yeah. Spray bottle. Just now it and then. It works. It works. Okay. Cesar. Hello. <laughs> um what are you and the mechanical squirrel doing? Um, I think just trying to keep up basically. Cesar's you know, not the best rider, and uh if they're uh you know, keeping up a good pace, he's just gonna try to uh to keep up and focus on his ride. Um Kind of takes most of his concentration, I think. But uh, he'll uh, keep an eye on the uh, the lizard things as they're running, maybe to try to get some uh, just some general inspiration for maybe some future um, creations that he makes in terms of mobility and and you know ways of movement and things like that. Why is it that I think that one of these days he's going to come out on the squirrel and it's going to have eight hanger handlebars? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Okay, that would be ideal. Absolutely ideal. If your squirrel had a throttle. <laughs> it is a mechanical squirrel. I mean, hanging hang, hanging from the back is gonna be like a dragon tail or something. Just gonna flap it in the wind, you know. Just. He'll have goggles on. Yep. He'll pull up next to someone, you know, and be like, "How's it going?" Man, that's a really great squirrel. Like, what's it running? Nuts. <laughs> you know, and like take <laughs> off, you know. Nice. Yeah, it'd be really great. <laughs> Do any of you, are you any of you making any sort of provisions or ideas as to what may be faced? I am not. I am going straight in since I have really no uh, background as to what we might be facing. Provisions to me seem rather silly. So I, I'm just going straight on. Okay. Anybody else doing anything? Okay. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the first section of the ride is uneventful. Um, you presume that you've got about another day's ride by the time that the um, sun starts to head low towards the horizon. You are able to make uh, camp if you need to. You've passed through at least three distinct Lizardmen territories. Um, you have not seen any Lizardmen whatsoever. Okay, so these are different clans? Yes. Okay. Sort of like how we've got our, you know, United States, there's this empire, and right now there seem to be these spots. You're not quite sure how big most of them are, if these are just, you know, small So we've clans. gone through Iowa and Kansas. And, <laughs> and Ohio and Ohio and Ohio. Yeah. And... Yes. You're going the long way through uh, Pennsylvania. Right on. Okay. But uh, whereas before you would see some sort of tracks and territory, right now you haven't seen anything. In fact, you've seen some regular wildlife that would probably have been hunted out by now. You mean like there's actually um, like the wildlife and has come to reclaim the areas that were once civilized? That, that's kind of what yes. you mean? Yeah, the, the 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 time on this, you see traces of this clan or that clan, but whatever has happened happened so long ago that now stuff is starting to come out of the woods, hmm. which means that there is a path directly from outside, in theory, whatever the territory is, to here for them to follow. So there is a fairly large undefended swath of territory that's being presented at some point in time and the trail that we're following i'm assuming we're following a trail is that correct no you guys are not just following bush- a trail. you're bushwhacking just bushwhacking the- okay all right it how it is is just to catch you up so since you weren't here for these episodes um there used to be a woodlands trees the whole nine yards that you guys were in then this green green dragon place um sort of superimposed itself from a previous time on top of what is currently there. So there's an icy sort of tundra, rocky tundra type thing, think Alaska. Yep. With occasional hi, it's woods. Okay. You know, the the two don't make sense here. So you're having like temperate climates interspersed with like semi Nordic tundra, like just randomly. Okay, gotcha. Um Xanatari and Cesar have an idea of where they're going based on a previous adventure that 
saw this place from a distance, but uh, got occupied elsewhere. Gotcha. So you're kind of relying on one or the other of them to travel along. All right, well, then I will uh, look to either of them and see if they're slowing down, because I am uh, willing to continue if they're continuing the pace. So, Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a skill feat for athletics. Oh my God. you have any acrobatics or anything on your sheet? My sheet still won't print out, so I'm <laughs> guessing. <laughs> Do you want it all um, or is it just uh, Mithrin? Yeah, mine uh, is not good. Let's just say that. It's it's uh, a 6 on a 20, and I, I do have athletics, um, but that's not going to break, you know, 12. So, Okay, I want you to roll five times. A 20? Three of those times, I would like you to roll above a 10. Okay. And then we're going to have um, Xanatari roll the remaining two. I did. Three of those times were above a 10. Okay. <laughs> and both of these were not. Ah! Nine and seven. Um, sorry, at one point in time, you see Cesar try to move in his saddle, and he just all of a sudden is kind of like flapping with his arms behind him, <laughs> flat out, you know, laying back, um, holding on with his legs in the saddle before catching, you know, a hand onto the saddle. Okay. I think he may have been trying to look back to see what you guys were doing. Okay. <laughs> okay? Yep. Carl, anything from you? Carl um, looks at Yaros and pets his riding lizard and goes er, Miss or Mr. Lizard would you mind going a little bit slower? <laughs> <laughs> and also, Mr. Lizard, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? <laughs> okay. So, having done that, um, Carl, your uh, your lizard is actually going to start to slow down. It somewhat appears to be uh, oh, what's the word? Cognizant of your commands. Hmm. Okay. I'm very happy about this. Then <laughs> suddenly you are out in point riding by yourself. Whoa. Carl looked down at his lizard, uh, looked behind him, and <clears throat> tried to get it to turn by, well, I think he mostly shoved his head to the left and gently tried to uh, make it a full round turn. Because he doesn't really, up to now, know how to ride, and so far, the lizard has done the riding for him. <laughs> okay. Very good. So, uh, wonderful. Cesar, you want to make camp, or are you guys just going to keep on going? Um, I think it's wise to 
to make camp. Uh, Cesar would be a proponent for that. Um, but uh, it's not up to him completely. But I think that heading into something we don't know nothing about, I think it would be best to, to be a little rested. So that's what I think. Anybody care about anything else? Want to do anything? I'm actually having really a lot of fun in the chat room. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, guys. Sorry. Carl's going to pull some kind of handkerchief out of his sleeves and begin um, shining the scales of the lizard. Just around, around the thing, or are you going to try to climb out somewhere onto the lizard? Um... Once the others uh, have stopped, he'll also, of course, uh, stop and uh, climb down to the side. Okay. Is everybody stopping? I, I will follow the group, yeah. Yes. Okay. You guys uh, stop. There is a suitable tree nearby for uh, Carl to sleep in. Really? Well, he tends to appear... He appears so far to have a fear of the ground when sleeping. That's wise, oh, actually. <laughs> Creepy crawlies. Okay. Okay. All right. Setting up camp. Any defensive measures that you wish to take? I don't know about you guys, but I think that maybe we should take shifts. Yeah. Yeah, that might be wise. Xantar is uh, going to take Bert out too, which is sort of like having an extra person. Oh, I thought you were going to like take him out, like I've take the dog out. <laughs> it's time for Bert to go renew his ion light right now. So we're just going to go over there where there's some, uh, you know. Yeah, just like walk <laughs> over here and be like, "Come on, come on, come on, Bert, hurry up, hurry up." Some, some, some do your business. <laughs> sometime later, someone's gonna come by and go, "Daddy, daddy, a geocache!" Oh, <laughs> damn! Yikes! All right, no, um, I will uh, volunteer to take second shift. I don't really want the first shift. I'd like to have a little bit of sleep. Okay. Um, do you guys set up a fire in the whole nine yards, or do you keep it? What's a what's the terrain look like right now? There's a tree alone in the middle of nothing, like barren field. Like what is this? Um, small group of trees nearby. We're gonna try it on the open. You appear to have somewhat of the high ground at the moment. Hmm. Way way off in the distance to the uh, northwest, there's kind of this sickly green, purple, blue glow, but it looks like light pollution way off on the horizon i don't know guys we're going to be awfully visible if we create a fire but at the same time like we'll be able to see things coming for a long way i'm going to say it's more important to have a good night's sleep where you are warm than it is to be invisible you know because in, in, <laughs> we don't even know that anyone's watching us for one and two is that um it's I just don't see it makes any sense to lack, you know, the comfort of a fire because we don't even know that we're even being watched or followed or anything. I mean, I don't, I don't know about yeah, you, Zanatari, but go ahead. We're not really, you know, haven't really made too many attempts for stealth uh, up to now. So I, I feel like if people want to know if we're coming, they probably already do. Okay, then let's make a fire and be comfortable. I'm down with that. Who's making the fire? <laughs> Oh, Carl. Oh, I've got these, like, big things. So well, if you'd hard. like, I could strike the tree with lightning, but that might upset Carl a little bit. Yeah. Is one of your vambraces flint and the other steel? Yeah, could you? No. <laughs> Come on. 
No, they're not at all. I, Carl, could you make a fire, please? Oh, of, of course I'm. <clears throat> I'll do so. And yeah, he'll take out um maybe snap some dry um branches off the tree and get his fire gear uh, out of his uh, sleeve of his robes and start building a fire. Thank and you very seems much. Very quite good and also it's not the first time he's making a fire he's obviously has done so multiple times I would hope so <laughs> what we have here gentlemen and lady is the masterwork level fire Ooh. Ooh. suitable for burning boxes 352 additional bonus XP really wow. making a fire it's a masterwork fire. It took time, effort, and and helped him achieve a better score against his ADD. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. I like it. You have like to it. reward where there is effort. I agree. All right. Okay. So who's taking first shift? I'm taking second. Who's taking first? Who's taking third? I'm oh. assuming everyone wants at least four hours of sleep. Yes. That's... Um, that or three. I I, I don't mind uh, waking up early. I'll, I'll take the third shift. All right. So I guess that leaves Carl or Xanatari to take the first shift, and someone else gets to sleep all night. All right. I can take the first shift. What's the problem? Uh, well, then I guess both of you are going to have to fight for it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Xanatari says that she'll gladly do it because you were awoken night before at the lizard camp by unexpectedly dead bodies. So... Which may <clears throat> mean that I can't sleep right now because I'm still quite afraid. Oh, but... I see how it is. I <laughs> see. Ladies and gentlemen, I tonight can... we bring you this most electric confrontation <laughs> in terms hey, of now. our duty. You could sleep with Bert if you want. Oh, There's a nightlight. Nice. I'll turn him down to low, and we'll just put him right up in the tree. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so that's our take. Uh, we'll let him take first shift if he really does want to stay up. Otherwise, I'll sleep. The bird will stay right. up either way. It's been dealt with. All right. Okay. Um, Santari, by the way, Bert is not adopting the colors that it was previously. Santari look like a lizard eye? Excellent. Nope, now it's got this kind of low, burnt umber, orange hue. Cool. Is that normal for Bert? I will ask Sanitaria, like, for that color, is that normal? I don't think burnt umber is normal, right? It's just usually, like, a white light. Yeah. Um, but then at night, I mean, is he always, like, is this unusual? Because I would assume the night color would be different than the day color. You've never really had much control over Bert, so Bert tends to do what Bert does, and sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. I'm just asking if I've seen this color before. Mm, yes. When? Uh, Drow City. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to pass that info on. So, hang on. Now, this, this, you... was in, this was in the path towards the Drow City at one point. Right. So... I'm I'm just thinking, you know, as a as a person who barely understands colors. I mean, I I know colors as like <laughs> um, the concept. I I know the concept, and there was a a wonderful tweet by a friend of mine 
um, recently that said like, you know, trying to understand people is like trying to smell the color nine. And I'm like, I understand the color nine. Totally do. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm colorblind. So, um, I, I would just, I would just be going at, at this point, uh, um, Xanatari, a color that is less than white and more towards red just makes me feel like there is danger nearby. Is there any reason to validate that in any way? I mean, you know, we have the whole, you know, code red term for a reason. <laughs> so, uh, just curious um, before I, before I go to sleep, you know, and let someone else watch over my sleeping body. Uh, she would notice what you're pointing out and say, uh, well, this color, I've seen this color once before, uh, on the way to the Drow City. Now, the question is, is this color indicative of the fact that it's very dark and this is his, like, low light level? Or is this, you know, like saying maybe there's danger, like Drow or, or something around? I don't know the answer, but he seems, like, calm enough, right, Dungeon Master? He's not, like, like, you know, flying farther away from us or, like, trying to get my attention or anything. So I'm going to assume that this is, you know, not something to freak about. There doesn't seem to be any erratic action on Bert's part. But if there's a check you want to make, you can try to work something yes, out. Yes, I do. Hang on. Well, uh, I mean, I guess in this case it would probably be perception that I'm after. Okay. So, all right. Uh, 21. Nice. Ooh. I'm very Anybody perceptive. else want to join in, Mithrin? Can I ask a, a question, out of character question? Um, oh. Can you actually mind link with Bert? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I was just going to wonder, like, can is, are you getting anything if, off of... If you um, look in the chat channel, the person that says Tushar Zero is his username. Yeah. yeah. He has been, on one occasion, the voice of Bert. The actor. <gasps> But Bert is normally, in the chat room. Normally, normally Bert gets um, passes along thoughts. I guess is the best. Yeah, he doesn't thing. usually speak except that one time when he was a posh Englishman. So yes. he doesn't pass around like actual verbal stuff. He just passes around maybe emotions and yeah, right. Like and he then, acts like a smart yeah. dog until suddenly he's a brilliant alien English guy. Um, it, it essentially wiped out an entire drow city from the ground up. I, I did I did hear about that, um, which is no small feat. Well done, Bert. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, the genocide of an entire race—that's still kind of upsets yeah, you know, at night, you know. That's really great. You know, hey, by the way, guess what I am? I am a glowing gypsy ball. I took out Menzo Baranzin. Great job. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I would, I would hear that uh, explanation and pretty much realize that Xanatari knows way more about Bert's actions and inactions way more than I do. Really? So um, I will accept her explanation and just so it is. 21, Xanatari. Roll, roll what? Because of your 21, okay. you realize that um, the deepest, darkest color of the fire pit is something along the lines of the burnt umber. Mm-hmm. You would express concern about being an open target. This way, it just looks like it's sort of part of the fire. So you think this is a defensive thing on the part of Bert, where it casts just enough light for the campsite, but doesn't add sort of like the smoking um, cigarette butt in the middle of the night sniper deal. Okay. I'm going to play the voice of Bert for those that are not in Skype. Sorry, you can't hear it. But I think 
people might want to remember what Brit sounds like. Unformed children. Why do you struggle so with this insignificant dark race? The true battle lies within the creation and destruction of the elements, not this petty bickering over territory. Rage is well and good, and these dark people wend it well. But there are many diverse options for the enlightened. Don't mistake my physical form for weakness of the mind or anything other than contained creation. There is order here you cannot fathom. To there. That's what Bert sounds like that one time. I would like to roll to see if uh, the orb, if Bert is actually Elminster. (laughs) Elminster's awesome. I know, he's great. Uh, And I get a... 18, that's not going to do it. Okay. Get a definitive maybe. Yeah. Well, there's no goddess running around, so... (laughs) So, uh, Xanatari, your shift. Everyone else goes to bed? Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm out, yeah. Okay. Xanatari. Mm. Absolutely nothing happens during your shift. Well, I'm sleeping so cool. It's actually, uh, it's Carl's shift. Carl. Nothing happens (laughs) during what I thought was Xanatari's shift, but it's your shift. Nothing. Even for you, that could be a cause for worry, but in this case, it's not. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking like Mark Jacobs. Stop it. Please stop it. Alright. Carl, you can go to bed. After you wake up, Mithrin. (laughs) Yeah, walk up uh, to Mithrin and um, gently pat him on his back, or Mr. Mithrin. (laughs) Stop (laughs) Stop caressing that man! (laughs) Oh, Carl. Is it my turn? It's it's your turn now. And... Oh, it was kind of boring, but I think that's a good thing, because nothing happened. Boredom's and always a good thing, yeah. I found, um, I tried to collect some more um, firewood, and found this really uh, nice, even branch here, and would you would you like to have it? I, I've heard you have lost some, uh, a really great stick, and here's another one for you. <laughs> and I, I, I will take this, uh, this branch that he has offered for me and I will look at it and I will say, thank you, Carl. This is actually very meaningful to me. Um, I, I will work on this later and, and I will, I will put it very gently next to my pack and because I will actually recognize the thought that went into it and also the fact that it is, you know, a very well balanced branch and everything else and, you know, I do rem- remember enough of my past to recognize what a token this is. So, is it an olive branch? But um, <laughs> that was really sweet, Mithrin. Yo. It actually is a re- relatively good question by Xanatari. As you hold it, and as um, Carl turns away, you sort of feel like you might be holding something magic in your hands. Say and what? Known store unbeknownst to you, I don't know what, at the very bottom tip where where it would go into the ground, a symbol appears. Oh. And what is the symbol? I mean I, I will obviously look at it as before I set it down next to my pack. Um if I'm noticing these feelings, um what is the symbol? Start. Like it just says start? 
it just you can't read what it says, but you get a feeling that it's something about starting. Hmm. Is there a symbol for beginnings? Like an alpha? Huh. Um I will I will actually before I put it down, I'll I'll look over at, at Carl and say, You didn't do anything to this, did you? Uh I don't think so. I just uh, snapped it off the tree. Hmm. Well, well, thank you, Carl. This is this is a very very nice gift. I I appreciate it. Um, please, um, if there's anything I can do for you in the future, please don't just just let me know. I'll I'll do my best. Thank you, Mister. And now much. and now, please please get get some rest. Uh, I'll take this shift. All right. Carl's gonna walk over to his lizard, uh, check on him, and uh, lay down the your vicinity of it. Okay. Everybody's still asleep, yeah? I'm not. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up. Exception of Mithril. Mithrin. Mithril. He's Mithrin, dude. It's been a long damn week. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, no problem. Everybody else asleep, yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh, Mithrin, half your shift goes by, mm. and it is quiet. Uh, just just uh, for a, uh, a little in-between, uh, uh, during that quiet shift, I'm actually, like, trying to take the bark off of that branch. So, okay. just whittling away at the bark. Okay. Um, don't have any issues with it. There are no... Uh, Workplace accidents. <laughs> Workers' comp. OSHA is very happy. All right. Um, you do notice, though, that there is a piece of what appears to be pink bark that has fallen in amongst the shavings. How would I know? <laughs> You're really, are you really that colorblind? Um, or just red-green? Red-green, brown... It, there are times where navy blue and black is like the same, but yeah. Anyway, um, okay, pink shaving. All right, um, I will look at it and see. Like that's odd. Okay, uh, looks like skin. Yeah, um, like like bleeding. No, just like so, just like a like a callus that has been peeled off. Yeah, like, like you know, like dead skin. You know, like maybe the round yeah. of your thumb size. Dead skin. Okay. Hmm. Um, I will look at the branch and see if there's any weird markings or anything on it that would cause something like that. And I'll also look at my hands to see if I accidentally sliced off a, you know, piece of skin. Um, just below your uh, left bracer okay. on your arm, there is a patch of clear skin where there had been a scar before. Part of the scarring that you've got all over your body. Really? Yep. We're talking baby fresh skin. Oh, Calgon, take me away. That may be like an old joke. People might not know that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Carl has his I'm going to amuse you because the American's talking in something I don't understand smile. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, upon seeing that, I will, 
uh, you know, I will touch it and obviously feel like, see if I feel sensation there. Uh, do I? Yes. Hmm. Well, that's weird. Um, I will continue with what I was doing, just considering that to be a very odd circumstance. Okay. Um, midway through after you're, you're done your stuff and, you know, whatever, at some point you hear a light rustling over in the direction of Xanatari's, um, bedroll and more specifically over in the area around winter. Hmm. Um, I will take a branch from the fire, which I will, uh, literarily call a brand. I will take a brand from the fire. And uh, walk over and see, inspect where the noise was and see if I see anything amiss. Okay. As you're coming up, it looks like you see the figure of Xanatari doing something around winter. Okay. You know, like maybe providing some food, doing something, checking for stuff, but um, it looks like Xanatari's doing something with winter. Okay. Um trying to be very quiet so as to not, you know, wake the rest of the party sort of deal. Sure. Um, I will, I guess, quietly whisper out, I'm like, Xanatari, what are you doing? Um, you get sort of a gesture of a, a thumbs up, um, <laughs> you know, kind, huh. kind, kind of thing, just trying, you know, sort of a, a, a shushing motion. And um, seems to be just trying to tuck winter in. It's okay. a little bit cool kind of deal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm going to do two things kind of at the same time, and this may require a roll, but uh, I I want to be walking towards winter and the apparent Xanatari, but mm-hmm. at the same time I want to be using my peripheral vision to see if if uh, Xanatari's bedroll where she was sleeping is actually empty. Okay. Uh, um, perception roll. Is that a perception? Okay. 16. How much? 16. Um, using your peripheral vision, it looks like Xanatari's bedroll is empty. Empty, okay. Um, then I'm going to continue walking up there, and I, I will actually, as soon as I get close enough anyway, I would like to use my, my, my left hand would be holding the, the torch, or glowing stick, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I will use my right hand to, you know, touch her on the shoulder and say, what are you doing? Okay. Um, another perception roll, please. Okay. Not so good. Twelve. Um, it's a pretty nice nightshirt that Xanatari has. <laughs> great, great warriors that go out and like change clothes in the wilderness, like taking <laughs> off my armor and, and put on my night shirt because I got to have a robe on when I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I would, you know, I guess be like, what are you, what are you doing? I, Before you do that, make a, um, it's not bluff, it's an insight check. Insight check. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You might as well just like you know, yeah. You know, what's inside? I don't know what's inside. It, yeah, two. Um, it's 
kind of nice that Xanatari has decided to, for the first time ever, not sleep in her armor that you're aware of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> the box is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and the cake is what a lie. What have you been doing? Okay. The um, box is a horror, the cake is a lie. I don't know. What to <laughs> I don't do. know, man. Do you pause in touching or do you touch? Um, with, the, with my insight being that low where I don't know what is going on, I touch. Okay. So, um, you touch and Xanatari turns around. Uh, it's a, you know, pretty clear that, uh, Winter is awake, doesn't seem distressed. Uh, you know, it looks like Xanatari. So once again, I ask, what are you doing? Where are you going? Um, Xanatari answers that, uh, she is adjusting the magical collar that Winter has. And, uh, she noticed some chafing earlier from all the riding and everything else. Wants to make sure that, you know, Winter doesn't get any sort of infection. Yeah, and this is the thing that just totally, you know, like weighs on my mind at two in the morning after a hard day of work. I I don't really <laughs> buy that, Xanatari. What are you really doing? And you're, what are you doing? Just oh, and by the way, um, there seems to be something hanging from Winter's collar that you don't recall being there before. Can I inspect it? Mm, sure. Or when I say inspected, I guess, do I notice anything about it that is immediately obvious? Mm. Because I'm actually inspecting Xanatari's mood and demeanor and her words more than I am inspecting anything in my, like, oh, there's something on a collar. So, um, you don't realize, you didn't realize that there was a great love for stained glass. Oh, it appears to be some sort of stained glass. Wolf morphing into something else, or just a, a wolf. Hmm. By the way, make another perception check. Okay. God, I suck at perceiving. Three. <laughs> Start perceiving. <laughs> in your per- typical per- man. I am the your- worst perceiver ever. In your per- <coughs> sorry, in your peripheral vision, um, Zenitari has rolled over in the bedroll and is starting to snore. I fucking knew it. <laughs> that is not. That's out of character, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, clearly, it's I would not obviously, I would smiles. obviously be uh, a little bit distracted by that, and so I would, while still having a hand on the Xanatari, I think I see. Um, I would want to look at this thing that I thought I saw. Okay. Um, the bedroll for Xanatari is empty. You must just be very worried about, you know, Xanatari standing in front of you, that your mind played a trick on you with that three. Okay. To make you think that there was someone actually in the bedroll. Hmm. Bedroll's still empty. Xanatari is indeed in front of you. Okay. Winter is indeed next to you. The sky above you. <laughs> Captain Kirk is telling you that the sky is above you. Shit. All around you. God! <laughs> All right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, standing up, 
you uh, are greeted by Zenitari formally, sort of brushes brushes her hands off and goes, Hello, pretty. That sounds very familiar to me. Um, I remember a <laughs> a uh, mental intrusion that happened just recently where the dragon called us pretty. Um, I will immediately put two and two together and go, you're not sanitary. There's a smirk, and by the way, because you have a horrible sense of colorblindness and <laughs> whatever, um, one, <laughs> bird isn't with this figure. Yeah. Bird's elsewhere, up in a tree. And, hang on a second, I got a cough. That's getting old. <laughs> All right. Um, looks like this uh, Xantari is wearing a whole lot of green. Okay. Well, and she holds out. She kind of does this sort of cat-like smirk and holds out a, um, a tree. It's a small little pendant. Uh, appears to be made of foil. But like someone did origami with foil. But you okay. can tell it's some other sort of metal. Yeah. Um, and points towards the uh, the tree that Carl is in. Make sure he gets this before dawn. Well before dawn. It just has to even just be in his pocket. But before okay. dawn. And um, kind of looks around. Wherever you've got your stashed, homes in on it right away. My Keep pendant? Oh, okay. Keep that on you. It's going to save your life. All right. Um, I don't know you, dragon. Um, for I know that's what you are now. Um, I'm going to, against my better judgment, do what you asked for Carl. But... I don't trust you well enough to do anything you say for myself. Um, I will keep it near me, but I will not put that on me until I know what it's for. So, the, that being that, the grin kind of fades into this, you know, this straight, simple line smile. Here's the cocking head, sort of like as you, as you look at an ant, but yeah. the perspective of the ant. Um, and she says, I don't need you to wear it. It just needs to be on you. It is a protection charm. Um, protection from what? You know that dragons can breathe different things, yes? Yes. You know, fire, acid, poison, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she does the kind of moving, swishing hand gesture of yes. Do you want to be out in that? Not so much, but at the same time, how do I know that this pendant doesn't bring that to me? I mean, I have been in places where people will do crazy, maniacal things that you think are right and then are wrong. So tell me why I should trust you, dragon that I just met a day ago. You shouldn't. But I don't have a reason to lie to you at this point. But again, you don't have to trust me. I don't have a reason to trust you either. But the fact that you gave it to me, I give that 
some credence to the fact that you might be telling the truth, since my companions have similar items, the, and nothing has the befallen figure, them. The figure raises an arm, and you realize that as the arm is fully raised, going past you is almost the entire arm of dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it is returned to normal size, but it's just the arm. And by... You know, you, you can almost hear, like, as the nail comes fully out, you, there's like the, the ting of moonlight type deal. Oh, no. Pointing <laughs> towards um, the colors off in the distance. I'm going to attack that and this entire surrounding land by dawn. Anything not wearing this or not under my favor is going to die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, it, so, and, it, and, it, and it said not in the sort of smarmy adult to kid way but there is yeah, sort of like, a do I really need to drive the short pony up here hand you a helmet and take you back to school for the basic right. idea of things here right okay uh, at, at this point you know realizing the sincerity that is coming through in this message and also the seriousness of it um, I will say I, I will, I will do what you ask. I don't understand it. Um, I don't trust you. Um, I'm feeling very, I shouldn't even say feeling. I'm hating what you're making me do, but I'm going to do it. Um, the hand, the whole dragon arm starts to retract back and you just see, you know, like the, what's, what is a human hand at that point, but with like a really long kind of talon nail sort of flick. One of your, uh, you know, like a piece of your hair. Yeah. Out away from your eyes, so like you can see with both ends. Very pretty. And starts <laughs> to slink back into the shadows as. Well, that definitely was interesting. Um, Worst first date ever! Absolutely. Never, ever, ever decide that, you know, the dragon doesn't need the lobster. It can have chicken. You buy the lobster for the dragon. <laughs> Alright. So. By the way, Bithrin, without notice, without, now that you have both your eyes open, yeah. you get a feeling that if you walk ten feet ahead, whatever that darkness is, you would probably see on the other side a full in-the-flesh dragon. After this last encounter, I'm feeling like I should just do what the dragon asked and what I said I would do. So um, I will take the tree pendant and I will go over to where Carl is sleeping in the tree, and I will I will actually wake him up okay. and say, "Carl, roll, roll an insight." By the way, another insight? one. Okay. Twenty. Sweet. Oh God, Suddenly insightful. F- oh, you know, I can't perceive anything, but I can insight like nobody. Yeah. <laughs> as, cur- as, cur- right. as curmudgeonly as you can be, and as much history as you have, you don't think you have encountered the truth so clearly in your life before as what was said to you. Wow. All right. Well, then I will have no qualms about waking up Carl. Excuse me. Where's Don already? No, no, no. Uh, Carl, I I have something to explain to you, and it's going to sound crazy, but it can't be any crazier than a box that spits out dead lizards. So, um, (laughs) 
Let me just, I'm going to put it to you straight. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to put it to you straight as it just happened to me. I was just visited by the dragon in the form of Xanatari. And the dragon gave me this pendant in the shape of this tree to give to you. And in pretty much obvious terms, (laughs) the dragon said, if you're not wearing this by morning, you're going to die. Same with the pendant that I got also. If I'm not, if I don't have that near my person or on my person by morning, we're dead. So I know this sounds crazy, but I would strongly encourage you to just, you know, please just put it on. It would make me feel better. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's a delusion from the pit. I have no idea. But at the same time, I'm feeling like this is true. So please just put this on. Oh, how very nice of you and nice of uh, this is uh, he is gonna um, look to left and right and, and soften his voice a little bit. This is Mr. Mrs. or Mrs. <coughs> Mr. Dragon. <laughs> P.S. You're yes. engaged. Yes. Um, I, I would just just please put it on and and just grant me this favor because I, I humor me if nothing else. Humor oh, sure. old man. <laughs> and he'll uh, actually take his own actors off and insert it into it. He's got some not very um, a posh, uh, very modest necklace with some kind of yin yang symbol in it, and he's gonna insert a pendant into it and put it back on. Thank you, Carl. I I, I appreciate that. That actually puts my conscious you know, much more at ease. Um, it's got to be nearing third shift right now. So I'm going to retire as well and wake up Cesar. So, um, please sleep well and, uh, don't let this weigh on you too much. It might just be nothing, but. Well, thank you very much. I'm sleep well too. Yeah. So I will go back to my own bunk, take out my own pendant and put it on actually. Um, I was disturbed enough by this whole thing that I'm like, you know what? It's, it's kind of like, um, believing in the afterlife, um, and believing that there's like some, you know, beneficent deity that's watching over you is that, okay, so if you don't believe in it and then you turn out to be wrong, you're screwed. But if you do believe in it and turn out to be wrong, well, it doesn't matter. So I'll just like go with like, I'm just going to like see how it goes. So <laughs> I'll put it on. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. You just explained so many wars. I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. Fire yeah. insurance. I'm, I'm just going with the, I'm just going with the, uh, insurance part of it. And, uh, I will go over and I will touch Cesar. Cesar! Cesar, you let your wig up. Cesar! Okay, now uh-huh. he gets a, he gets a kick. <laughs> Cesar. What? Wake wake up, it's your shift. You said you liked waking up early. Wake up. Okay. You know what? I don't even believe you. I slap him. Flails out of him. Yeah. Ah, good job. Alright. And I go Argh! and he <laughs> sits up and you just hear like fifty million cracks and pops. <laughs> and um he says, uh, 
Well, all right. Um, go on. Take a take the time. I, uh, I need it. I actually need to tell you something before you take the shift, though. Um, I was just visited by your dragon friend. Oh, looks around, still bleary eyed. Don't don't see him. Her? It? Well, it came as a vision in the shape of Xanatari. Um, if Xanatari has like eight inch long claws and also a dragon arm that pokes out of like the normal arm, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It was a very hallucinatory. Like a dream. No, I was wide awake. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. No, ignore, you know, ignore the time sweat. of the month. Shut up. Ignore the sweat sweat lodge in the background with all the weird herbs burning out the window. <laughs> is that is that peyote I smell? No, it's not. You know, and the thing is, if it was peyote, I would have woken you up and said, "Like, dude, check out." <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't. It was I, I was completely conscious and awake. I was working on something you don't need to be worried about it um i was wide awake and this happened and it's not something to be scissor i respect you as an elder and as a lecher (laughs) and as someone who whose opinion i value but i I need to tell you this and i'm saying this with no lie right and no exaggeration as a storyteller let's say that well i was it's uh Dragon have anything important to say? Yeah. Did you ever get any pendant or anything, you know, that you should probably that from the dragon or from some You mean mythical... like you mean like your pendant that you got? Yeah, yeah, like something similar to that. Well, yeah, like I said, I got that uh the clockwork uh, construct right. thing. This, okay. This thing where right here. where is it right now? It's in this pouch right here. And he okay. starts hunting through all his pouches. Actually, yeah, no, okay. he knows exactly what's in every pouch, so he knows where to. Well, I'm going to ask you, and actually, more than ask you, I'm going to tell you. Mm. Put that shit on. Make it close to your body. Oh yeah, it's on me. It's one of uh, it's got some good values, so I I keep it in one of the my my belt pouches here. All right, excellent. Okay, because the dragon made some mm-hmm. semi-veiled comments about the destruction of everything around here of anyone who wasn't in the dragon's favor. Oh, so how, how veiled? Um, pretty much just said exactly what I just said. Oh, okay. So, so not, not veil. very veiled. Not veiled. No veil. No. It was about no. as veiled as an Egyptian harem. Yeah, mm. yeah. So very gauzily veiled, you know, but it was more like veiled just to, for enticement. That was really all it was. It wasn't really a, uh, a, a veil as much as it was an invitation. So. Are you still talking about the dragon? <laughs> well, we're actually talking about the dragon's threat right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, um, wait. When did you? When is this happening? Like daybreak. Oh, okay. And that's so if we you're gonna if get we all, front if row. We don't all put on our our jewelry or or keep it on us. The dragon's gonna destroy everything. I don't know if the dragon's gonna destroy anything, but there's going to be bad news. So if, if we Carl's don't, taken or, care of. Okay. He got something from the dream thing that happened. You don't need to know about it. You just question it and make this story longer. Okay. Um, I need to go check on Xanatari before I hit, you know, the one hour of sleep I could possibly get. Right, right. See if she has a pendant. Unless you know that she already has one and it's on her she person. She had something. Um, my inner brain does not remember quite what it was. But no, there was it, something. She got it when I did. Okay. Um, 
All right. Well, you this is this shift is yours. I am yep. going to go check on Xanatari and just make sure everything's okay. cool. Do your thing. Yeah. Put some wood on the fire, by the way. And if you put that stick on the fire, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Which stick? The stick over by my pack. Don't touch it. Okay. That little thing? I wouldn't have put that on there. Seriously, this, don't touch this, it. This big log here. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Sparks, embers. You got yeah. it. Wildfire. <laughs> Excellent. Um, before I retire, I will walk over oh, to Zen. One, one, one thing, by the way, just yeah. interject. Um, Cesar, when you dump the log onto the wood, the in the shower of sparks, you almost see for a moment the image of one of the rooms where your former uh, overlord, mm-hmm. what's her name, uh, resided. Yep. Um, looks into the room and as... Uh, the shower sparks happen, turns, and almost seems to notice you before the kind of embers scatter away. Oh, that's very ominous. <laughs> <laughs> that's very foreboding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Internalized. So, Continue, Mithrin. I will walk over to Xanatari and touch her on the shoulder and shake her awake and say, Xanatari, Xanatari, wake up. She's going to leap up. What? What? With her sword, like half drawn. Yeah. That, right. Like sword, little, half drawn, hand up to draw lightning. What? Little she jumps high, up, shoves the uh, something metal in his mouth. Yeah. What do you want? Hey, hey, yeah. easy. Uh, little high strung, are we? Okay. Um, <laughs> did you get any pendant or symbol or anything from the green dragon that we are going to visit? Now, I have to, like, try to think about this, because uh, when we visited, when the dragon visited us in the church, I thought the dragon only gave us the clockwork thing to call it. Did it give a second item? I don't believe that it did. I thought it just gave us a general, here's a... these before the church. Um, you got something, and I think Thorn did, too. But oh, I only wrote down... In our pouches? Uh, yeah, maybe? something else. Something else. Something. Uh, it was like an earring, Jade. or I think I just had like one earring or something, and he found the other, or something like that. One of the little, yeah. the little lizards had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have an earring. Okay, so you're wearing it right now. No. Put it on. Why? I, I, I don't was think just it's the time to dress up, really. You know, I've told this story three times already, but I'm going to tell it again. Uh, or two times. <laughs> you can just, this will like, be the third. We can just fast forward it in our minds. Yeah. If okay, you so you're, hey, you're right. So I'm going to, you know, tell Xanatari, like, here, bunk, you know, do the mind meld thing, make this happen <laughs> so you know what's going on because it's going to be a lot faster and make a lot more sense. Okay, and she's going to be completely shocked and also angry because. Like, she's seeing herself in your thoughts doing things over near winter. So, uh, and also, she's going to stop for a minute and look at you and be like, nightgown? <laughs> and then also, like, run over to winter. Uh, roll, a, roll a perception check. <laughs> okay, yeah. It wasn't a nightgown. It was a negligee. No, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it's not, it's not, like, not like the hinky-hinky outfits. It's hinky? one of the, like, I don't know, whatever the hell it's called. Old timey Amishy thing, yeah. It's like a, it's yeah, Laura Ingalls nightgown. You mean the long, like it's just a nightshirt. One suitable for travel. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not, not a diaphragmist little like number. Okay, good. 
Roll your perception check. Huh? Roll your Fifteen. Okay. Um, looking around as you head towards winter, you realize that there are some additional clothes that you don't remember packed near your pack. Okay. I'm going to go look at them. Okay. It is an entire outfit of uh, some hue of green, but it's um, travel clothing. Like like a jerkin and stuff? Or we're talking armor? What kind of like clothing? Um, if you were to go towards, uh, I don't know, good strong shirt, riding breeches, riding boots, hat. Glove. Okay. Okay. Um, is it better than what I have? No, I'm wearing um, like plate armor, so. Uh, wearing plate armor, so nothing. But it does also have a stylized mask of a green dragon. It's sort of like the very formal, not Mardi Gras, but. Yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. But it actually looks like the um, face of the dragon, as if you were to wear it at a ball. Okay. Uh, I'm definitely going to pack that up, put it in my bag. I don't think it's a time for wearing formal wear, but if the occasion arises, that's nice. Um, uh, going over to winter, yes? Yes. Because um, in his mind, he'd seen winter wearing something that was different. Winter has, a, on his uh, collar, mm-hmm. now got a um, wolf that is made out of stained glass. If you sort of look at it off to the side, it looks like the wolf morphs into a dragon. Wow. And then if you look back and focus at it, it's just a wolf. Okay. Well, I guess, again, sort of uh, simultaneously grateful that Winter is now protected and also irritated that someone was impersonating her. Um, I'm going to just examine it. Um, I'd like to roll a check. Let me see what I want to do. Um... Oh, you Perhaps also... Arcana. I'd like to roll an Arcana check. Okay, you also note that um, Winter appears to be under no degree of stress and does not appear to be medicated. <laughs> well, that's good. Alright, so can I roll Self-medicated? <laughs> uh, oh, well. We're um, talking about Five. Okay, and what what are you trying to do with it? I just want to see if there's anything like magically coming off of Winter's pendant or my earring. Like if there's any magical properties that I'm noticing about it that there might seem- confirm or deny. There seems to be a similar harmonics mm-hmm. to it. Um, kind of like uh, wind. If you listen very carefully or you focus very carefully, you can almost hear like wind blowing through um, a good bed of leaves. Something, something to do with the air. There's something with the air. Okay. Um, you also notice that all of a sudden, your sense of smell is really, really good, but the air around you smells really nice. No ozone. Um, well, for you, maybe a little ozone because of your hey. thing. <laughs> what should I say? Sure. <clears throat> execute the people. <laughs> yeah. A little heavy on the lightning. So, yeah. Um, okay, so this seems like a benefit. Um, a little advanced perception of, of senses. So I guess it doesn't seem malicious in any way. There's nothing you're like... Not, you're, not, you're not like able to smell winter in detail, but it's just for some reason the air around you just smells really good, kind of comforting to you. Okay. Um, if you pass that around to the others, the rest of you, whatever sort of air you would find the most calm and comforting, like maybe some sort of smell in the background for Carl, like in the the hearth cooking or something along those lines. Something about it is the air around you is just primo. (laughs) 
right. you're, all, you're like Governor Scrooge in um, Spaceballs with a can of air. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I'll put the earring in then. If I don't notice anything malicious about this magic or something like trappage, it's going to go off and have a negative, like, you know, secret negative. Control everyone's mind who's wearing something or whatever hidden in there. So, yeah, I will wear the earring then. As you put it on, nothing happens. Excellent. Wonderful. Um, I become so fabulous. As soon as I see her put on this earring, I will be like, excellent, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. And so I will go over to my pack, and I will curl up and do the best I can to sleep. Okay. All right, Xanatari. Uh-huh. Your shift. Anything you want to do during it? Um, not really. I mean, I'm going to kind of wander near where Carl is, just kind of watching over him, because he's sort of the most unpredictable of the bunch, I guess. Uh, just kind of staying over there near where he is. And Bert is probably still hanging out there, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, as you get closer, there's some couple glinting... There's four glinting things that are um, illuminated by the light at a distance in Carl's tree. They're in the tree with him? Looks like it. Okay. Like mid- midway up the base. Like as embedded into the tree or sitting in branches? Embedded into the tree. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. Okay. Um, as you come closer, it looks like... In there's a uh, I don't know what you call it, the opening in a tree. The bowl. I don't. Know. I don't know. It's 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 what you see. It's things nest in there. The knot. Whatever. There's a knot or there's something the tree in a hole. tree where tree, uh, there's a hole in the tree. <laughs> the tree hole. Yes. Okay. Um. There are. The tree is hollow. Two owls. Okay. That are nesting in there that are trying to um, present as thin a profile to you as possible. Okay. But they don't want to leave where they're at. And um, you notice that at a slightly skewed angle, um, there are two black orbs. Yeah. uh, Two other holes in the tree. But you swear that you are being watched out of those two. Okay. I'm going to examine those two black orb sort of empty areas closer. Okay. Leave the owls alone. Um, it's almost like you see the something blink in both of them. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to touch then, them, just one. Um, as you do, you hear, ouch. Not good. And the, the 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 tree the tree kind of shakes a little bit, like it's you know like it's been hit by a thing, and you just hear kind of the rustling. It doesn't throw Cesar, I mean um, Carl out of the tree. Is it a whomping will? <laughs> <laughs> but everything uh, sounds kind of like wind through a. Okay, I'm gonna roll a nature check, or at least try to think in the search through the Kalistar memories of what the hay this is. So should I do nature first, or do you want me to just do the memory do, do, thing? Do the nature thing first. Okay. 
Oh, 29. It's nice to have a good wisdom. <laughs> um, trees normally don't do that. <laughs> Thanks, wisdom. In the distance, you realize there appears to be... You realize that you're standing stationary. Everybody else is stationary. But why are the woods moving? Oh my god, it's the horns. We found the female ants. Um, no, they aren't ants, they're horns. They're horns, is that what they're called? Yeah. Horns? Yeah, if it's just a tree moving, if it's an ant, it's like a person. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's nerd 101. There you go. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, wow. That was just, that was just for Cesar. But um, there, there are um, druidic tales. You've heard uh, druidic tales of uh, living trees, mm-hmm. or trees that are possessed by certain spirits. There's different kinds of them. Um, but you appear to be dealing with something called a treant. <gasps> oh. Okay. Uh, wow. I guess if I recognize this, then I will step back and I will look at the orbs and um, sort of make a greeting kind of half bow or whatever would be polite in uh, in you know tree society I don't, I don't know raise your hands um and, uh, i give my water to you and you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah. <laughs> and uh and you know kind of surprisedly just like greet it and say you know like i don't know what do i know it's a treant i, mm. I know the word yeah. Okay. Uh, I would I would say, you know, greetings, Triant. We're sorry to have disturbed you. I didn't realize that you were a uh, unusual type of tree. Um, and then just wait for a response. Your your greeting gets kind of a, a, a light rustle in the branches. Again, not dumping Carl out. Um, and there's soft hooting that comes from the hole. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna and it. you get, um, you hear kind of this voice again, and the voice sounds like it's full of marbles, but in this case, um, full of owls, like okay. it's trying to talk around the owls. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's the walls there's some... in the mall are totally, totally tall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's, there's, there's something said that's in a language you don't get, mm-hmm. but there's interspersed in there something that sounds like greeting. Okay. It's kind of like you trying to talk like a foreigner just based off of something that you heard passing in the mall from yeah. third party. Okay. Um, turning around and recognizing the fact that there's a burning fire behind me, Zanatari's going to feel slightly um, at a disadvantage. And, um, you know, I guess uh would want to wake everyone up, but before I do that, I would like to wake Carl up. So I'm going to just kind of like quietly, um, how close am I? Like, what, what distance am I at now from Carl? Mm, six feet, one direction. He's about ten feet up. Okay. Um. So I have to climb to reach him. Yes. You have to climb the tree. Okay. Uh. In plate armor. Okay. I'm gonna look up at Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a rock at him. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> going to forget about Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Running away from the situation, leaving Carl into the tree in arms. No, I'm going to look up and I'm going to, you know, just really quietly kind of be like, Carl, 
Carl! And it ignores me, like, get, like, even more, like, shrewish. Carl! (laughs) (laughs) The the owls, of course, is the obligatory. Woo! (laughs) uh, Carl! That's you! You sort of of get the, the, the feeling that the eyes look up towards Carl, and the... Where he's at, um, kind of the the resting area that he's tucked himself into, um, start to split apart, but the um, some uh, limbs start to close around him, and he starts being lowered. But you realize <laughs> that it's kind of the hands of things. Okay. He's coming down in a hand towards the ground. Okay. I'm gonna keep trying to get his attention. And the, and again, you hear from the burrow. <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, Trian. That's so kind of you." And meanwhile, Carl. Gesundheit, Miss. Carl looks at Santari, white but also sleepy-eyed, and goes, "Whoa! I didn't know you." could make trees move. That's very powerful of you. Sanatari <laughs> <laughs> totally in awe. Sanatari's <laughs> going to say, no, no, that's not me. I think you should come over here. Come over here. Here. Chat drops and then he drops like a pear from the tree. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dungeon Master can't hear you. Oh. Um, you yeah, hear yeah. kind of um, like the whisper through the trees again, some sort of language interspersed with Carl, but it's used probably not in terms of a name. They must think it's something else, or you know, could be whatever. It's now a word. <laughs> Great. Um, but it lets it lets him go, and then starts to turn and walk towards the colored lights in the distance. Um, oh, yeah. Carl stares at a tree and oh, I didn't know this was a tree person. So I hope he doesn't mind if I snapped a branch off of him. And he looks at his toes, <laughs> very guilty. Zanatari <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sort of moves, shuffles slightly to the left, so the fire is blocked from view. By the way, Why? since. None of you um, attempted to make a search of the surrounding area for setting up your camp. Um, as it gets just outside um, the range of light, you see it reach down. It, it is kind of this tree that sort of does this like it's going to fall over deal. Um, but the hand seems to reach up and pick up this huge, what well, looks like a, almost a sword. It's sort of the outline of a sword but it doesn't gleam. Okay. There was something, there was something in, on the ground or whatever that was concealed. Okay. Well, I think it's time to wake everyone. Yes. So there's no more trees around, or that was the big tree, the rest of them are farther away? Um, the rest of them are further on ahead. You realize that off on your other side and around some of the other trees that you thought were just trees are not there. Bert is now amplifying his light, so you're actually able to see a pretty good distance around. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to go wake everyone. Oh, and um, when the light finally hits the treant that you were going at, that you were just talking with, it looks like it's got some sort of uh, wooden sword. Cool. I'm going to wake everyone, um, starting with Cesar, um, and then moving to Mithrin. Oh, Cesar's up. Okay, Cesar's up, so then Mithrin. Um, I, so I've had like 10 minutes of sleep. Yeah. That's all I get for Dangerous and Spirit. Um, what, what, uh, what's going on? <laughs> the forest is walking. Well, that just sounds like a right way to start the day, considering the night I've had. Wonderful. What do you, what do you mean the forest is walking? Uh, it's not a secret code. It's not like, the owl comes out at midnight. The forest is literally walking. Like, look around. Oh, the owls did come the, out past the owls midnight. Did, did come out though. <laughs> yeah. It's not like three knocks and the password. The penguin the, walks on Broad Street. Exactly. I have to say though that they were the first set of hooters that I did uh, oh. let go <laughs> without trying to. Nice. So, so the the forest play. is. Not a forest. It's li- alive more than a normal vegetable would be alive. Is it's what you're it saying. Spoke to me. It well, spoke to you. <laughs> All right. Well, I I buy it. Considering that I was talked to by the the hallucination of you. What did it say? Um. Something in another language, but it greeted me and seemed to, uh, it let Carl down very gently and kindly. So I don't think it's upset with us, but it has a sword and it's marching over there. Now when you say it, are you saying like the forest or are you saying a tree? A tree in the forest is going the direction of the rest of the forest, walking towards that, uh, strange colored light in the distance. Uh, I would like to uh, sit up at this point and take a look and see what I see. So. You will just see the last vestiges of a number of moving trees going further into the darkness beyond what Bert is currently illuminating. All right. Well, then I will, uh, you know, get all the way up and I will uh, put up my hand like this and I'll say, high five, Zenitari, way to see the trees. <laughs> I saw the trees for the forest. Yeah. Had to be said. I'm sorry. Good job. It's awful. What had to be said? That's wonderful. That's perfect. That's what I was setting up. So, <laughs> way to see the trees. So, um, what are we to do now? Well, clearly there's going to be a battle. Very, very slowly. There's going to be one. So we should probably prepare for that. Or uh, they may be avoiding the uh, impending doom that that you spoke of, uh, Mithrin. If they have sort of an in. Good or call. Maybe they just kind of have this sense of, you know, let's get out of Dodge. I don't know. That's a very they good do have, insight. They, they have swords or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're just taking them along. They don't want their swords to get destroyed either. I don't know. That's a very, very uh, good point there, Cesar. Um, Carl, you slept all night in the tree. Did you get anything interesting dream-wise or otherwise? Uh, splinter wise. <laughs> what did the t- show us what the tree touched? Yeah. I looked at his hands and was, uh, no, not really. I slept very nice and 
was very very restful and peaceful out there. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> At least one of us did. <laughs> he um, says bitterly. I, I say it, I say it bitterly, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you know what? He's young. He can. He can. You know, as you get older, you need less sleep. So that's it's, a theory. That's a lie. I know it's a lie. I'm trying to make myself feel better. Stop pooping on my parade. <laughs> All right. So what a disturbing visual. Well, hey. So but effective. Yeah, very effective. Um, if you want to stop parade, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Just stand in the middle of the street and take a poop. <laughs> They'll stop. Instead if you're not of ticker a horse, tape. If you're not a horse, they will stop. I guarantee you. <laughs> that's not confetti. Scissors, <laughs> <laughs> oh. my favorite. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I will. Which direction, I, I, I'm sorry if I missed this, but which direction is the forest marching in relation to where we're heading? Uh, the opposite way? No. Towards? Yes. Mm. Towards where the, the dragon opposite, pointed? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know about you guys. Um, we're all awake. Um, I think it's time for a quick bite and then continue on our way. I am making calls for last comments, Cesar. Comments or actions? Um, let's see. Uh, yes, I, I mean, Mithrin, I, I think, uh, you, uh, are the least rested. If you feel up to it, I, I don't know. It seems like, uh, something's happening now. Unless, the these, this forest is just gonna take a while to get where it needs to go. So, um, we might need to be on our way here shortly, so. I, if you guys are rested, I'm ready to go. Okay, Carl. I'm ready. There seems to be something going on, and this, I guess, was a very nice tree person, so we should follow them. Okay. Uh, Mithrin. Well, as I said before, I'm totally on board with, like, just, you know, following along, even though I haven't had a whole lot of sleep, but, you know, sleep is for when you're dead or really, really, really tired. So I'm not really, really, really tired. I'm really tired, but not <laughs> not quite there yet. So I'm ready to go. By the way, uh, Mithrin, um, as you collect your campsite, you realize that uh, falling out of your cloak are two additional small pieces of skin. <clears throat> you know what? Eczema is the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Leprosy, damn it! No, oh, not again. No, I um, I will actually um, try and hide that a little bit because it's rather embarrassing to have parts of your body fall off. Um, Snack pack, spurs. It yeah. happens to every guy. It sure does, but it's still gross. Okay. So I I will I will actually just notice it and brush it off and be like, what's happening actually what's going through Mithrin's mind at this point is like this is what else can they do to me that's okay. what's going through his head Xanatari um Xanatari missed most of the stuff that happened during the night because she was asleep except for that last bit so uh doesn't really know about the stick doesn't really know about all this other stuff so I'm just going to kind of take a glance around um trying to note any details that I would not have before going to sleep seeing perhaps that Mithrin has a walking stick just assuming he took 
you know, or whatever. I don't know how long is this. Is it a walking stick size or just like a flute size? That was I, I believe it was walking stick size, yeah. Okay. So just noting that you taken a walking stick and obviously the trees didn't kill us, so they must be probably even more on our side than she imagined. Um and you know, just, just checking her gear, making sure that, you know, maybe shoving some meat roll in her mouth or something. By the way, I, I will I will just uh mention on the side um what is a stick, but in some cases a splinter of a tree. It's very true. So, um, with that, then speaking of out. Splinter, I just watched TMNT, the first one. I'm sorry, yesterday. the original from yeah. the 80s. The, yeah, sorry. excellent. Yeah. The 1990, one. actually, it makes me feel really old. Anyway, sorry, GM. <laughs> you said Splinter, and I'm like, you know, oh, you know, oh, uh, Orokusaki, you killed my master. Oh, I oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, GM. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. I, you said splinter, and then, you know. Did you say something off topic? But that never happens. Uh oh. Uh oh. Carl hears a baby or an angry wife. Ooh. Henry, <laughs> take us out. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Find us on iTunes or on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area podcast. And guess what? Bantercast.net, where we are assembling a network of Death Deport Dishonor and the Gray Area podcast, uh, and some other things, like Soundstage podcast, into a network. So you can find everything all there. You don't have to go to different sites. So anyway, Bantercast.net. Let's still go to the other sites, because they also, you know, we some work's put into them, too. So Well, yeah, visit them all. But you can go there if you're just lazy and you want to just go to one and get everything. It's not done yet, so don't be judgmental, but it's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway... Um, yeah, so find us on iTunes at Death D4. And uh, come every Friday. We'll be here, for the most part, uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> uh, at twitch.tv slash genesee. And you'll now be seeing these videos on iTunes as well. So you can watch us there if you don't feel like coming to the live stream and see the chat and everything else. So yay, Dungeon Master. Good job putting that on iTunes. So yeah, come next week and join us for our worldwide adventure. This is me raising the roof. Alrighty. Night all. Thank you. Night. Thank you, everyone. See ya.